Welcome to the Birth Uprising podcast with me, Jade. And me, Alex. We're two birth experts who aren't afraid to say it how it is. Join us weekly where we will discuss everything pregnancy, birth and postnatal. We'll be joined by special guests with all sorts of expertise. So be ready to get informed, get knowledgeable and realise how fucking amazing you truly are. Hello again. Hi there. <laughs> nice to see you again at this fine time of the evening. I know. <laughs> um, I have, we have, this is the second time we've recorded this intro to this podcast. I today. am Helen today and deleted the last one accidentally, um, which is very infuriating. But here we are. So with even more good chat. So we're, you know, we're not mad about it. It's fine. Um, it is what eight o'clock yeah so it was kind of now or never the podcast if you're listening to it on the day it comes out which you sure are because you're a massive fan um (laughs) it's we are recording this the night before um so yeah uh today has been world book day uh, and jade did a marvelous job with her kids costumes my kids costumes were taken from the drawer this morning (laughs) which is just you know they wore their normal clothes my daughter wore a dress and a headband and she was Matilda she carried a bag of books and my son wore his usual clothes and carried a little seed packet that I made out of paper to uh copy the one from how to grow a dinosaur and that was that yeah my kids were Rudy was Jack from Monster Hunting from Beginners and Bowie was Bella Donna from the book series Belladonna, um, which was a shit Christmas present that I went into the works and I found something for Rudy and I was like, what should I get her? I'll get her a fucking book she'll never read and she loves it. And we've had to buy her three more from the series since then. So actually, she quite liked that. Um, I had to make Rudy's costume quite uh, specifically to what he required because he's very a very specific little boy. Um, Bowie was a witch because that's what Belladonna is. So it was quite easy on her part. Um, but you said before me that you've got something you want to tell me about how you hate World Book Day? Well, do you know what? I feel like with my kids' costumes, like no one would know what they are unless they asked them. Yeah. And for that reason, I feel a bit sorry for them because it's not like they've got some costume that everyone's like, oh, look at you. You're obviously that thing. Yeah. However, I was asking, mind the baby, just making lots of noise. I was asking <laughs> Zeke what what was your friend dressed up as i won't fucking name names but i'll be (laughs) what was so-and-so dressed as the gruffalo oh lovely how sweet um what was so-and-so dressed as wonder woman right okay i I mean mean, it's a comic she's in comic books but all right what was so-and-so dressed as iron man (laughs) oh for fuck's sake so-and-so was dressed as spider-man yep why didn't you let me dress as Spider-Man? Mm. Because, because, okay, I wanted you to be a book character, even one that you weren't at all dressed like. I just, <laughs> and I just think, do you know what? Next year, do you want? I'll just send him in what he wants to wear in like yeah. a Hulk costume or an Iron Man costume. Do or you something. know what, mate? Me and Luke have had the exact same um, like conversation. Bowie was happy with what she was, and Rudy was. But he, he said people kept say, asking me what I was and saying I didn't. They didn't know what it was, and he was a bit like funny about it. I can't blame him. There was people that there was one person that went in in an inflatable dinosaur outfit. What's okay. that from? That's just the outfit. He he desperately wanted to go as a Ghostbuster. And on Saturday, there were tears and a lot of upset from it. It's his favourite thing. He's obsessed with it at the moment. And I said, it's not a book, darling. Like, I don't... I, we've got to stick with the spirit of things. And I don't want to go and buy a costume. I want to make something for you that's going to be easy to make or something we can throw together. Because it's a lot of money having to do this all the time. I said, nobody will be dressed as a Ghostbuster because it's categorically not a book. At least with, like, Wonder Woman and Spider-Man, you can at least look back and go, it was a comic first, technically, even though these kids have never read them comics. I mean, Zeke has as well. Yeah. He's into comics. Maybe I should have just let him go as whatever Mm. and take a fucking comic to go with it and be like, tell me it's not a book, you prick. And this is the thing. Rudy has actually got two Ghostbusters books. And so he didn't understand. He was like, but I have got books about Ghostbusters. I was like, I know, but but you can't. Turn up this morning as a fucking kid in a Ghostbusters outfit. And honestly, I was like, I just turned to Luke and went, well, you can wear the fuck he wants next year. Like, there's kids dressed as Mario. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know why we stress about it or take any time over it. When they have these costumes in the dressing up box and yeah. they're very happy to wear them, like what other opportunity is he going to get to wear an Iron Man costume to yeah. school? If that's what he wants to wear, fucking wear it. Yeah. The um one of the teachers who's really like he's really enthusiastic and I hope no one that knows him listens to this, but he <laughs> looks like one of the posh people from Family Guy. I don't know if you know yes, what yes, I mean. Yes. <laughs> he looks just like that. Um and he was wearing like a full tuxedo um outside the school and he kept taking a banana out of his pocket as a gun. And um then as I was walking out, I heard him say to some kids the name's Bond, James Bond, licensed to teach. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> what a nerd. What a nerd. Yeah. But do you know what? He was happy in his work, and that's yeah. what I like to see from a teacher, to be honest. Loving life. Loving life. Yeah. Rudy's teacher and classroom assistant were dressed up as Oompa Lumpus. Um, okay. And I can't imagine what they got on their face comes off easily. So I'm no. excited to see them tomorrow. Um, but yeah, the World Book Day, it's comes around every year and every year I forget about it. But next year, let's put it in our yes. calendar, Alex. Yes. So that we can remind each other. That. Yeah, so that we can make sure that the Iron Man costumes are clean. <laughs> <laughs> so it fits still. Um, I'm really hoping that one of our kids' schools, at least for our benefit, um, moves to the whole wear a onesie or PJs yeah. and bring a book idea. I like that. Yeah. My kids have got onesies coming out of their arseholes. Oh my God, Rudy could go in in, in his Udi. Yeah. And like, be over the moon with that. Nice Udis. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, Do you know the other thing I wanted to talk about? Me and you were talking about this earlier. Why are so many people doing these get ready with me in the morning things? And why do they look so calm? So calm, so put together. Yeah. Like, um, the idea that these people have got such peace and serenity as they get ready. You know, they're just very uh, calmly popping on the lip balm. You know, they've got time for lip balm, Jade. You know, I... they're not shouting at anyone while they brush their teeth. <laughs> not trying to have a poo while brushing someone's hair at the same time. Um, <laughs> honestly, I was saying to you earlier, we should do a reel of what it's like to get ready in the morning because all it would be would be me going, can you get your shoes on? And picking stuff up off the floor that I'd worn like the day before and putting it on, like putting a bra on, smelling myself, being like, nah, I mean, dry shampoo, that'll do. Like, honestly, uh, going out looking like I have been at an all-night, all-day rave like not looking okay enough to like look after children essentially because it's the morning that's that's what everybody's mornings are like right i hope so otherwise i'm <laughs> failing at life <laughs> they're just all these people just like you know idly wandering around their house just kind of like putting on some jeans then walking back and forward and walking towards the camp like how have you got time to do that how yeah and why are you considering multiple shoe options and looking in the mirror to see what they look like and stuff? Just yeah. stick on your most comfortable shoes and get out of the fucking house. <laughs> what shoes are quick to get on? Those will do. I, what um, shoes are nearest? So many people are doing these. They must be like something really good for engagement. Like I genuinely think, like, we, let's do one. If you're listening to this, <laughs> next this time next week, there'll be a get ready with me and it'll be fucking chaos. <laughs> It'll make you think, if I've got kids, I don't want any more. Because <laughs> this three looks terrible. Looks yeah, three looks awful. And like in the morning, I don't know about you, Alex, but Luke's there. Like there's two parents getting all the children ready. And it's yeah. still chaos. Yeah. There's just, it doesn't matter how early we get up. We are still running out the door. Yeah. Every day at like 8am, I'm like, right, we're making good time. I want to be out this door at 830 8.36, I am dragging them out the front door, like, we've got to run, otherwise we're going to be really late. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, we do the same thing as well. Like, right, we'll get their bags ready before, so we'll, they'll have their uh, water bottles ready, just taken there. Everything will be by the front door. We'll get, even doing that, river will shit before we need to leave or something. Yeah. Like that it's is, always uh, something. Yeah, having a baby does add some time to that as well, doesn't it? it does. um, my two have really started um, wanting to have showers in the morning as well. Oh no, which is so annoying. That's really annoying. I, see, it started because Zeke didn't want to get out of bed one day, and then he said he was really tired. And Des was like, "Why don't we have a wake up shower?" 
And he was like, yeah. And then now he'll wake up. It doesn't matter if he had a shower the night before. He'll be like, can I have a wake up shower? Oh, my <laughs> no. And uh, last night, I tried to send Orla for a shower to wash her hair at about 7 o'clock. And she was like, oh, can I just do it in the morning? And I was like, well, you can, but you're going to have to get up nice and early to do it. Shush, Silas. You're going to have to get up nice and early to do it. And it means you have to go to bed now, I'm afraid. And, I mean, did she go to bed now? No. No. She took no. ages to get ready. She talked about World Book Day. She was up and down. And it just, it never works out. It doesn't. It doesn't. But there we go. That's what's been going on. Um, but this week we are talking, or we did talk, well, it wasn't even this week. It was, you know, whenever, to the lovely Adam, who um, actually got in t- contact with us and asked um, to do the podcast. He asked if they wanted birth partners on there. And we said, yeah, that'd be great. He did our digital pack with his partner and they've got a lovely little one. Um, He's very, very cute. We have seen pictures. They've been sent to us very soon after he was born. Um, And Adam was brilliant. And it's really worth getting um, birth partners to listen to this episode because we, me and Alex have never been birth partners. And so it was really interesting for us to speak to somebody who wasn't like at our birth because obviously we've spoken to our husbands about being birth partners. But from a different point of view, it was very interesting to hear what he had to say. Yeah, it really was. And to be honest, it's worth saying if you have an interesting story and you think it's Mm. worthy of being on the podcast, we're very open to uh, people coming on to share their story. Um, It's also I wanted to say Adam did message us afterwards and he said that he had forgotten to say what a badass his wife was and how proud he was of her. So we said that we would mention that in the intro, which we have. So there you go. You're welcome, Adam. Yes, absolutely. Bless me. I think it was his first podcast he'd ever been on and he did brilliantly, but he was a bit nervous. So he'd um, just forgotten to say that one thing. So there we go. (laughs) Um, So yeah, enjoy the episode and don't ever worry about World Book Day. So hello, we are here uh, this week with the lovely Adam, who actually um, got in contact with us and was like, hey, do you want a birth partner on the podcast? And we were like, absolutely, we do. Um, Adam did our digital pack with his partner um, and enjoyed it, I presume. Didn't think it was shit. Yes, it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's nice to meet you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it must be, um, it's bizarre when we speak to people that have seen us on the digital pack. Because people could are often a little bit like, I feel like I know you. And like, yeah, you probably sat for yeah, hours watching like that, us. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, had really so. a baby just before Christmas, is that right? Yeah, 22nd of December. So he wasn't due till the 8th of January. Um, oh. So I think he was determined to come out for Christmas. <laughs> That's nice. Bit of a, I, I feel like having a baby prior to my due date would just throw me so much. Yeah. But all three of mine have come after the due date and it's like, ah, I've got to the due date now. This baby can arrive anytime from now. But I feel like for people who have babies before that, they must just be like, I wasn't ready. I still had stuff to do. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, Luckily, we'd um, we'd done the hospital bag about two days before. <laughs> so luckily we were prepared with that. But um, You weren't rushing around yeah, It was a bit it. of a, yeah. It was a nice surprise, though. It was a really different Christmas, as you can imagine. But, yeah. Um, How was it? A lovely Christmas present. Baby? How was it with the new baby? Was it? Just a whirlwind, but in a in a nice way. You know, it was like just the best Christmas you'll ever have, but like uh, the least traditional. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We had family over and stuff, but um, you kind of forgot it was Christmas at times. <laughs> Although we did dress him up in an elf costume. Uh, he was three days old. I was put say, in an elf costume. Cute. I love that. That's my yeah. favourite thing. A new baby, they must have some kind of Christmas costume as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Um, His mum rushed out um, maybe that the day before Christmas, I think, Christmas Eve. Because uh, we didn't obviously have any Christmas no. stuff for him because no. we weren't expecting him to be here. And then uh, she came back and was like, I couldn't not get it. And she just held up this elf costume. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, <that is laughs> We're so doing cute. it. I dressed mine up as a pudding. As a Christmas pudding, which worked well because Pepper is hench. Yeah. He is a round little boy. So. <laughs> a Christmas pudding was a uh, very, apt, very apt it? for it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 
so obviously you're here today to talk birth partner like how you kind of found the experience what helped you a little bit but before we go into that we have questions that we ask every guest which I think we're going to adapt slightly for you um because obviously you hadn't just given birth um so you were a birth partner so what in your ideal world would have been the best meal to have after being a birth partner at a birth what would you have wanted um it's gonna be sound really boring but i just want sausage and mash and beans yeah. <laughs> it's really basic beans. but it's my favorite meal it's a good you can't meal. beat it it's a good what meal. kind of sausages really are you going for anything posh or like a richmond vibe um richmond's fine <laughs> probably like a cumberland or something like that you can go whatever you want like you can travel yourself to germany and get like the best sausage in the world if you want like you don't have to go like super oh yeah go for it go all out mm. 100% <laughs> and what did you have after the birth did you have anything or were you um, more thinking about being I had a McDonald's did you yeah. I had a Mackey's yeah because I was uh, obviously allowed to stay in the um the ward for I think it was up until about nine or something I can't remember exactly but um they let me stay for you know a bit longer obviously uh and I hadn't I didn't really eat <laughs> I, I know like I had snacks throughout the day but you just because your mind's elsewhere obviously yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I left, I was like, I'm actually really hungry. <laughs> so I just, yeah, drove drove through McDonald's. What, did, what, what, what was your <laughs> did order? Job. Uh, quarter pounder. <laughs> nice. I think that's what I had after giving birth to Riv. I had a McDonald's breakfast after Silas. Yeah, we're a big McDonald's fan as well, yeah. so you're in good company. Big fans of McDonald's. Yeah, the breakfast are the best. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, were you kind of hoping that you gave birth in the morning so you could have that McDonald's Absolutely, breakfast? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we all in my family prefer the, the breakfast. Yeah, I'd have been devastated if yeah. it had been like quarter past 11 or something mm. and there's no breakfast. Been that would have been, yeah, not worth it at all. <laughs> Fucking baby. <laughs> um, so the next question that we ask is, what would be your one bit of advice to someone that's newly pregnant? Now, I'd like to adapt this a bit to... Um, what would be your advice to someone who is finding out they're having a baby and they're going to be a birth partner? Mm. Um, I think the main bit of advice is to sort of empower yourself with knowledge, really. Because uh, obviously going into this, uh, this first time, dad uh, didn't know anything about birthing. Um, and it was, well, it was obviously good for both of us to just empower ourselves with knowledge so then you can make your birthing plan that works for you. Uh, and it helps with, you know decision making because obviously you're quite anxious it's all new over, overwhelming um but if you've got you know that understanding of what you what can work for you um it just helps reduce that anxiety really um and it helped us massively um and start early as well because <laughs> it does go quick yeah. um and then you think oh god i've got to learn all this but um we just sort of did it gradually so you're not overwhelmed as well just one or two sessions a week if you're doing the um a digital pack yeah. <laughs> or whatever you're learning from just uh, bit by bit and uh yeah that's the main thing really um and also trust your instincts yes. as well uh if something's not if you feel it's not right like especially if, if you're the birther you know if it's your body you 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 know better than anyone yeah um and also you know your partner better than anyone so you can tell if they're not quite right or yeah 100 um so yeah good advice very excellent very good advice so you said start early Mm -hmm. and you did it um gradually at what point did you kind of one start the digital pack but before that like start thinking about what prep you needed to do and start looking into doing antenatal courses was that like one of your first thoughts or were you a bit further on in pregnancy um i think the first thing we did was start the, the digipack with you guys um and that then made us aware of whatever things you know we we might need to consider uh and we were looking at like free courses and stuff um a lot of it's online at the minute so um which is good because you can sort of you haven't got to like schedule in around work and stuff you can do it in the evenings and things um which works for us um uh, i'm trying to think (laughs) Uh, so yeah we did that uh in sort of may june time so um that is early that's good very early yeah. on yeah um it wasn't like every, you know there were some times we didn't you know fell a bit behind and whatever but um as long as you you know make a good start and then just gradually build it up really 100%. um so you, just so you're not like trying to get all the information in like a month before yeah, <laughs> yeah we always say that to people because people will be like oh i'm gonna get to 30 weeks or i'm gonna get on maternity leave and then i'm gonna start it and then you think 
it's all right saying that, but then once you get started, like you say, it does lead you down like a path of now I need to look into this yeah. and or maybe I should consider this. Yeah. And actually, if you start finding out about this stuff at like 35 weeks, then you're going to be like, shit, like my baby could potentially be here in like two weeks, like kind of mm. earliest. And I really have got so much that I don't know. Um, yeah. And that's it. You don't know what you don't know until you start finding out about it. And you're like, fuck, I didn't actually know any of this stuff. Yeah, it is important that people start yeah. early. I'm very impressed that you yeah. did. Yeah, very, very impressed. Um, what... Yeah, my my wife was very on it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, obviously it was it was all new to both of us. But um, I heard of hypnotherapy. Um, and we looked at the website, and we, you know, Jen was really my wife was really like this. This is going to be really good for me because I think she's naturally anxious. Um, and I have anxiety anyway general anxiety so I think it, it was good for both of us to just learn more about it so we're not so overwhelmed um and what did you and, think when she said, yeah, so we were... when she suggested hypnobirthing what was your initial thought of the name of it did you think what is this thing she's trying to make me do like because it, it does have I a thought... really bad reputation because of the name it does sound really wishy-washy and it takes mm. us a lot to convince people it's not yeah, I think because when she told me about it, we looked at the website straight away. So it wasn't like I, I went away and thought, oh, what's yeah. this sort of thing, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I saw it was um, very practical. You know, it wasn't like you're going to be hypnotised or whatever and <laughs> things like that. So it was very much about, um, you know, regulating your your mood. And yeah. I, I can't talk technically about it. <laughs> you guys know it anyway, but um, I'd never heard of oxytocin before and now I know what it is. Yeah. So. Do you find it um, you feel a bit nerdy about stuff? Like you're wanting to find out more stuff like this about parenting and babies in general? Like, because I think when you start going down that road, it's hard to then get off of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Like, because it's just so, um, so much to it. And so, you know, because every body is different and every birth is different. So it's just, yeah, it takes you yeah. down rabbit hole. It? it really, really does. <laughs> uh, we both have a healthcare background, so we're kind of um, interested in, you know, healthcare in general. Um, so, although it's, we we haven't worked in uh, birthing, but um, it's still, you know, a similar yeah, area. Yeah. So, uh, that sort of um, that as well. That kind of relates to the question I was going to ask you, uh, which was about kind of um, your thoughts and feelings about birth prior to doing any prep. Um, now. Do you feel like being in healthcare that gives you any sort of um, prior knowledge? Um, now, I feel like this can go either way. Like mm. sometimes it means that people are very much, I understand that there are different ways of doing things and it makes me want to look into stuff. And other people are like, oh, from working in healthcare, I feel like it's really given me a view of birth and bodies that is kind of negative. Would you feel like either of those apply? Um, I think it was more a positive thing because I think we knew, um, you know, how healthcare systems work to some extent in mm. terms of like the NHS um, and how amazing NHS staff and healthcare staff in general, because uh, obviously we didn't work in that area, but we knew, um, you know, the level of knowledge these guys have. And, yeah. um, and it, <clears throat> it made us want to explore it more because I think we, having studied it uh, in different areas but um having studied healthcare we we knew that you know there's so much to it um and that's i think that what that's what prompted us to learn more initially and start early to learn because we knew that um you know yeah. it's it's a big uh, field so really <laughs> i don't know yeah but, it really is and as a um, birth partner so when you found out your wife was pregnant what during the pregnancy what sort of prep did you find was the best thing for the day so what did you do leading up to the to the birth that you thought I'm really glad I did that that was a waste of time was there anything along those lines that you were like that that was great I used that on the day that was really helpful or other stuff like you know I don't know we bought x thing and we have yet to use that like things like this you know <laughs> what um what would be the things that you would recommend to to birth partners to do throughout pregnancy to prep them for the birth um, I think making like uh, obviously the the hospital bag, but before that is that figuring out what um, helps the birth relax and helps them get in that state yeah. to feel you know strong and uh, 
but also calm. Um, so we were, you know, exploring different, like music was a big thing mm. for, for my wife. She loves Queen. So we had like a playlist, which was mostly Queen, I think. So making a playlist, if that's, yeah. you know, if, if, if you know music will help you relax. Um, uh, massages, exploring that, because obviously birthing, uh, being pregnant is not easy. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know, but I can imagine. <laughs> uh, and from, you know, helping my partner through it. Um, so anything that helps them feel comfortable yeah. physically as well as mentally. Um, just little things, really, like getting you know making uh like a comfortable environment at home and then trying to get that in the birth plan so that you know it's not going to be although it's going to be on a ward or a clinical area it's not going to be totally different you know so say if like for example um my wife liked the dim lights because that really helps um if we hadn't have put it in the birth plan then would have gone onto a ward which is like really bright and it just would have thrown things so um just know, yeah, knowing what what helps really, uh, making sure it's in the birth plan and uh, and it's you know when you get there it's uh, followed. <laughs> and how did you find writing the birth plan? Did you find that easy? Was it? Did you start um, the birth plan and then it adapted over time as you were writing it, or did you kind of stick to what it was to begin with? How was that process for you both? Um, it definitely adapted, and we didn't start it until not late, late, but it was one of the last things we did. I think because we wanted to know all the different things yeah. you know first and that helped us develop it as we go along um and there was lots of changes but um it's I think yeah that was the most important thing because that's the thing that you've got with you when you go you know yeah to and did you find the health, put those things in were place were the healthcare professionals quite um positive about the birth plans did you find that they were really like you know they were happy to read them and look at them or was they something that you as a birth partner had to really be like hey look at this no they were really good um because I was I was I didn't know which way I was going to go yeah. I didn't know if I was going to have to like literally you know read out to them or whatever but no they were really great um but it all happened so quick on the day um but they did follow it you know they the lights were dimmed we didn't get the music out but um <laughs> it was there you know and yeah. I think that's more important the fact that you did have stuff yeah because you don't know how long labor's going to be and how it's going to go um in our case it was very quick so uh Jen's Sports broke at half nine in the morning um I was actually at a friend's that night so I was rushed dash back um and we were in hospital by half 12 and then Callum my son was here at quarter past two so wow. it was quite quick but even so, the the stuff that we put in place was, you know, for that time that we needed it was there, which is important. You know, no. we didn't use it all, but the fact that it was there yeah. and we could have used it is the Absolutely. is better than not having it. <laughs> I remember that you messaged us at like yeah. uh, one one p.m. something like that. Um, yeah. So that means that that was just about an hour before Callum was born. Yeah. Uh, what was running through yeah. your head at that point yeah. when you thought to reach just... out was? Um, I don't know. I think I messaged something like, my wife's in labour. I'm not really sure why I'm messaging, <laughs> but uh, what do I do? Sort of thing. But I wasn't, although I probably sounded like I was panicking. No, it was, was lovely. It was calm. so like, lovely. <laughs> it was such a lovely message. Inside, I was like shitting myself. <laughs> but outside, you've got to, you naturally just, because you don't want to like show them, yeah because you want to keep calm yeah it's like it's the weird thing like you just the adrenaline that you have gets you you know gets you through but um because you know that you've got to be there for your wife and you're in the baby when he comes and yeah. and that's it you know you just your mind just you shut off any kind of um anxieties that you have i suppose um yeah and it wasn't until a few days later that I just kind of like it hit me and I just kind of fell into a heap. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how was the birth for you as a birth partner? Because I'm always really interested. We talk to people who have had babies about their birth experience and how they found it and their feelings around it. And I always find it really interesting because I sometimes think the birth partners are left to the side a little bit. Like they've experienced it as well in a very different way, obviously. But sometimes in 
a, like a different way in different ways if you know what I mean like my first birth wasn't mm. great and my husband afterwards I think he was more traumatized than I was because I had a lot of gas and air and I was out of it for a lot of it and he had to just witness it and be there in the moment and I think time passes a lot more different when you are a birth partner because you haven't got like the hormones pumping through you in the same way that someone that's birthing is so how was the whole experience for you like what what were you feeling throughout were you know, was there panic? Was there like a lot of like, this is so exciting. I imagine there's a range of emotions that you very much feel. Yeah, it was very much, um, I think, because we were in, we were um, admitted to the label very quickly. There wasn't that kind of weight, that build up so much. Yeah. Uh, so, because we, it was just, yeah, because he was so early as well. It was like, is this really happening today? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, it was so exciting. Like, oh my God, I'm going to be a, dad it's likely i'm gonna be a dad or a parent today yeah um so it was more excitement really um and but like like i said my mind was so focused on i didn't leave my wife's side like i just she went to the toilet she was like just leave me alone because <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know just because you do i don't know it's just natural for me to to not want to leave her but um and there were moments where it was like scary but um you just it's it's hard to explain it's a real mix of emotions like there's that fear because it's all unknown but at the same time you know that you you're doing great (laughs) that sounds really naff but you know and what you're both um, working as a team what was it that made you decide to go to the hospital what was going on at home that made you realize now's the time we need to move because obviously by the sounds of it you got there you know, not long before he was born. So what were the signs that he decided, now's the time, we're going to get in the car and we're going to head to the hospital? So um, Jen's contractions were coming on thinking fast. Uh, she was in the bath trying to manage them when I got home. Um, and it, we just knew that it was happening quite quickly. Um, and then I, so I called the midwife um, straight away, pretty much just to get some advice, you know. Uh, she she was, <laughs> I was like, I think, my wife's in labour and she was like okay just calm down breathe breathe." (laughs) because that was like when I was the most like oh my god um but she was lovely on the phone and that you know reassured us and then uh we she said to call back when I can't remember the exact within 10 minutes isn't it a certain amount of reactions and and we we knew that it wasn't far off (laughs) um and then she called back actually and she said okay you should probably come in now uh, (laughs) because uh I think she figured that it was going to happen soon so um that was, yeah and we just sort of took a time to get took a time to get out of the bath and get get addressed and stuff because I put the tens machine on and that helps yeah um but yeah it was yeah it was like that bit was the most anxiety provoking for me um because I wasn't there yet you know we weren't in the the hospital and stuff um it feels like a long way to go doesn't it like that that yeah if that's what you're doing it feels like a really big thing in the middle that you've got to be like right and that is I suppose that is the birth partner one of their main jobs is getting them home hospital if what they're doing and like managing that whole thing so I should imagine your wife was in no kind of like not state because that sounds awful but you know what I mean she wasn't able to like kind of you know get the bags do this she'd have been having contractions yeah it's been happening so that is all on you and I think birth partners often shit themselves at the thought of if I leave something behind I am in so much trouble um and that's one of the things that I think birth partners (laughs) really panic about in the moment beforehand and probably even afterwards they're like my god I'm so glad I didn't forget anything yeah I think I'd I'd packed the so it was only a couple of days before I packed the uh, all the hospital bags um we, we did it together initially um and then we thought actually it might be better if I repack it so I know where everything yeah. is because I'm the one that's gonna be pulling stuff out frantically Excellent. um so I kind of uh I'm a bit nerdy and I was like labeling everything yeah, but I, I just that. I knew that it was gonna help me on the day because yeah. if I just shove it all in then I'll be like I don't know where anything is so um and just sort of put stuff by the door um ready anyway um but we've got uh, a cat and two guinea pigs <laughs> uh so in the morning I was like I've got to feed them you know like when Jen was in labor so I was just frantically like chucking uh celery and stuff in the cage <laughs> and then putting food down for the cat and then um you know just little practical things that you just don't you know but you just do it you, you do it in the, in the moment um and 
you know stuff i put in a key in the key safe just in case because you don't know how long it's going to be and yeah. things so um but you know this is stuff that i'd planned to do but because the little man came early yeah. was, but you know it's still you still get through it and do it because you just know what to do don't you in, in the moment so yeah absolutely um, it's um yeah. it's those things isn't it that you have to do before you leave and it's like leaving the house late almost I always feel like Pete when people are leaving the house hospital it's like they're running late to an appointment and they're having to like rush around mm. and do stuff I don't think how prepared you are it will matter you will still end up rushing around like an absolute bell end everyone everywhere yeah. like that is just what will end up happening um and I think yeah. the t- one time I went to the hospital it was exactly the same for me I haven't done that. No, because you're induced. I had you? an induction first time round and then two home births. So I've never done that like journey to hospital in labour. But uh, there's mm. no way that we would be prepared at all. No. It would be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you drive to the hospital? Is that how you you got there? Yeah, I drove, yeah. yeah. And what were um, you thinking as you were driving? Like, um, was there much traffic, like bumps in the road and stuff? Were you really conscious of the journey? I think any, any car in front of you is a pain in the ass yeah. because you just want to get and they're not driving badly or anything, they're not doing anything wrong but you just like you just want to clear a road don't you yeah. but um luckily there wasn't any anything too bad um but yeah you just think you just want to get there um and you're trying to obviously drive safely and keep calm and keep your wife and your partner calm and it's like a lot to do but um luckily we went too far we don't live too far from the hospital but um that's good it's surreal surreal journey yeah yeah <laughs> and how was your wife on the journey did did she cope all right like did her contractions carry on at that same rate they carried on yeah and she was quite um she won't mind me saying but she was quite sick sicky oh. um so it was kind of managing that um and then as soon as we luckily there was a space because i was thinking oh my god what if we can't park yeah. and things like that you know <laughs> it's all like what's the next thing uh but luckily that we got in a space and chucked some money in the machine or whatever and then um yeah and then it was just encouraging you know keeping her calm and um bit by bit we we made it in <laughs> uh, but then we, we had to wait a little bit um in the sort of reception area um but by that point we were we knew we were in the right place yeah. and did you just... did you feel your kind of inner self go and we're here there's a little bit of pressure off yeah my hands. i am not the one in charge yeah now. absolutely excellent yeah. yeah when the uh the midwife came out and you know started to look after Jen and uh yeah it was very much like okay I've done the, the biggest bit that I was yeah. leading up to the birth I was I, as a birth partner was most anxious about yeah. and how was the day yeah. <laughs> the morning or whenever it happens but yeah know, and how um, was it being a birth partner in the hospital and were did you still feel like you could manage stuff so obviously you said about the environment before did you feel like you could set that up a little bit like dim the lights and it wasn't a problem like you were able to kind of still act in that role that you wanted to you didn't feel like any of that was taken away from you no no it was um they were very collaborative I think they obviously have a procedure and things that they do and they're, they're in a rhythm at work like when I used to work in healthcare you, I know what it's like on wards you just sort of get into a because that's what you, you know to get through but they they did listen you know and they um they read the birth plan and before we were even in the room the, the lights were dimmed Amazing. um we were in a so it was all automatically quite calm when we when we went in um and the, another thing we said is if anything was any complications anything that was like um happened along the way um if they if the midwife talked talk to me first and then I sort of related to to Jen just so it's not so uh, so I could do it in like a calmer way I guess or a less clinical way yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um fortunately not that didn't happen but knowing that that was in in place was was a big thing yeah as well. um, yeah we all but they, they were really idea. calming yeah yeah and how was it for you watching life come into the world like I've never seen a baby be born no me neither I've I've birthed three babies <laughs> but I've never been a person watching that happen like what does that feel like what does that look like what's going through your head at the time like I I I would I want to see, be able to see. I that would day. imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong, that as useful as you feel as a birth partner up until that point, during that moment where they're actually coming out, that you feel absolutely helpless. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just focusing on Jen because she was 
it happened so quickly that she didn't even have gas and air. They did offer it, and it was something that we were going to have, or Jen was going to have. But because it it was just coming out, it was just like it's it not really time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also wanted um a, a water bath, so we were going to be moved up to is it Barrett? I can't Barrett. remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barrett, yeah. Um, and they again, they they said that they're they're making a bed, you know, they're making space. Um. But we, Jen was just like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> you know, it, it would have come out of the corridor. I think yeah. it was that, you know. But um, it was so lovely that they tried still. You yeah, know, yeah. we had that. They obviously read the plan, what what we wanted. Um, and it could have <clears throat> gone the other way and we would have, you know, been in a, in a place that we were happy with. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, my focus was just on Jen and making, trying to make her as comfortable as possible. And then all of a sudden he was here yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I think I just said Jenny's here and she went oh <laughs> it was just like that you know like because you're just so like I don't think shock's the word but just um it's a moment you'll never forget like you this this little human yeah. <laughs> wriggling around um and I still call him the regular because he doesn't stop wriggling. <laughs> that's his little nickname but um it was like a wave of like pure joy I guess that's the only way yeah. I can say it without sounding too corny no, but it's true cool. it's um like a a rush of like oh my god <laughs> it's here and it's done. um and I didn't stop yeah I didn't stop smiling for all day I think I just like and we did skin to skin straight away uh with, with Jen first and then during the afterbirth I held him um which took about an hour I think um and within 15 minutes he was opening his eyes for the first time mm. and that was another special yeah. moment Paul was just like screaming at you yeah <laughs> and then he sort of started to palm and then his eyes slowly opened um and he was looking at me like what are you <laughs> what are you where am I um, put me back <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um how was the I always this is something I'm always really intrigued about as well did Jen did she make a lot of noises what were the noises like did that like was that like noises you've never heard my husband always described the noises I make in labor like a demon is about to explode from me because I get very guttural and it's noises that you never yeah. hear did that surprise you was there noises that you were like I didn't know that that could come from you yeah, yeah exactly yeah it was like what is that yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously I didn't say that <laughs> but inside you think oh my god yeah. um because you know you see um births on telly and um going through this you know that it's not really realistic yeah. um and we watch uh call the midwife actually it's one of our favorite shows um and it get you know paints a certain picture I suppose but um it's yeah it was totally different yeah um, they can't do it they can't, i don't yeah, think you can right. act that noise out it is a noise <laughs> no. that you can't make if you're no. pushing a baby out of your vagina <laughs> it's so yeah. guttural and it's so i didn't know my voice it was real like low yeah. yeah really like like i can't do it i can't physically do it now i don't think they want to hear it on no, the podcast no. well they might do <laughs> you never know <laughs> Um, so you said you were there at the hospital until about nine o'clock. Um, did Jen and Callum stay so, overnight yeah. then? Yeah, they stayed overnight um, just to make sure the feeding, because um, uh, Jen breastfeed, uh, so it was just getting the the first feeds in, really, making sure he's latching. And um, we um, we used like syringes initially because he wasn't quite getting it, bless him. And but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah overnight and then the next day I, you know I think it was about lunchtime or, or late morning I was allowed to come back um but it was yeah it was quite you know although it was like a lovely after they didn't rush us you know it wasn't like all right see you later yeah, mate yeah. <laughs> yeah. for to me um I've got to spend a good few hours settling in a bit and um making sure Jen was eating and uh she really wanted a steak that was her <laughs> meal that she wanted steak and blue cheese yeah you know what everyone we when we ask this question most people say their their thing they'd have wanted would have been a steak but everybody then I think there's something yeah. in that the iron and the replenishing like stuff that you've mm. lost yes it's really like wholesome yeah <laughs> yeah. Really yeah how was that going home when you got home did you sleep like what did you do did you kind of wander no, around no I was buzzing yeah. so I um, I'm trying to think what I did. Like it was, I felt a bit sad leaving the ward. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I knew that it was just what it was, you know, uh, visiting hours and such. And I knew they were in uh, Jen and Callum were in safe hands and everything. But it was, yeah, it was really weird. Like I've just become a dad and I have to go home on my own. Yeah. But it's, you know, 
I think, and then I was just buzzing, like, got my McDonald's, um, <laughs> sat down, and I think I put something like Animal Park on, I don't know why, I was just like, in a daze, like, in a daze, like, really weird, just like, everything was making me happy, uh. <laughs> even Animal Park, <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, because we didn't tell anyone, um, I didn't, we didn't want to like because I didn't want to be on my phone during the labour. I wanted to be with Jen. Um, apart from messaging us, apart from messaging us, yeah. Apart, from, I feel yeah, very uh... literally. I, the the only people that knew the, the first people that knew first was our plumber because it was due to come out that day uh, to fix. I can't remember what it was. Something to do with the heating. Um, so I was like, sorry, mate, but my wife's in labour, and it was like, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, and then you guys. Um, honored and then afterwards about an hour after uh, I started messaging family and everything so yeah um, so cute. but yeah and then so I spent the evening just yeah, yeah catching up with everyone and letting them know everything was okay and stuff so yeah that's um, and then yeah I didn't really get to sleep till about two or three in the morning I think and then slept a few hours and then I was back in the oh I did a food shop because we didn't have any food in and uh, did all the practical bits before I went to visit uh, and then brought him home so. wow and what was that like for you the first night home yeah did you just feel like you just wanted to watch what he was doing all the time yeah yeah it was um we didn't realize we could put him down because you know we were just holding him the whole time um and then we we're like actually we could probably just you know let him chill for a bit um and it was like that for a good few days really um, you don't want to put them down do you you're like they're little no. they just want to hold them you just yeah it's just fascinating yeah. <laughs> looking at them um and then getting the feeding sorted you know uh he still wasn't latching for probably for a few days so we got a breast pump and things like that sorted um and that helps you know because jen could rest while i was feeding him from the bottom and things like that but he was still getting jen's milk and um it yeah that was uh, i wouldn't say stressful but it was just yeah everything was so new you know and just trying to get get settled and also it was Christmas yeah. as well so we had family over yeah. Christmas day and that was although it's probably the last thing you want for like loads of people over but actually it was really helpful because they brought all the food and yeah. stuff so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> was your plan, um, did you plan to have people over so quickly or was it just because it was Christmas if it hadn't have been Christmas do you think you'd have left it a bit longer? I think so yeah um, because yeah if there wasn't any because we'd already they were already come over anyway yeah. um, because Jen was heavily pregnant we didn't want to travel anywhere so everyone came to us anyway so it didn't change in that regard but um yeah I think we would have probably had a bit more time yeah but you know it was it was lovely to have that help and that yeah yeah because it's so daunting uh the first few days um and then I think it was a couple of days after boxing day we just shut the doors and we said okay we're gonna chill for a few yeah, days and just spend time now, everyone <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, you can do the washing up, but, yeah. you know, that's it. Um, if you want to come over and clean, that's fine. Yeah, it's a good way to be. People often don't think about that in the postnatal period, but postnatal is just as important. And I think people often, they, they think about if the birth, if they do, and then postnatal often gets left behind. But actually, postnatal is just as much work as the birth like if not more because it you know it carries on forever like yeah <laughs> you are never not postnatal <laughs> yeah. yeah these two people have always got to be fed yeah um and yeah I think like it takes some work initially to get like breastfeeding yeah. sorted and obviously there's all the things like the pets and the housework and the washing and things like that that still all needs to be done and obviously ideally you want to be with Jen and Callum so when mm. people can help out with that it does really help yeah. I think um I know all my partner's family came over the evening that we got out of hospital and when they initially arrived it was very oh my god this is stressful like there's I've got a house full of people mm. but actually they all like set to work and like I just had like food and hot drinks brought to me and stuff and actually I really appreciated it when I saw how youthful they were being yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah, because everyone knows that it's not a normal visit. You know, they're, they're there to help. They, and they, they want to as well. You know, we're very fortunate to have family close by that want to help and support. So it does make a massive difference. That's really good. I love that. Well, you, Adam, sound like you were a bloody awesome birth partner. Like, genuinely. I'm so <laughs> glad you did the course and that you 
took it all in because sometimes birth partners can feel like it's not for them um they certainly feel like it's more for the person who's birthing you know it's their thing it shouldn't it's not something they need to be involved in but actually the whole thing should be watched by both because it does mean that you're on the same page and I'm sure you found being on the same page as your wife really beneficial in the pregnancy and definitely in the birth and I bet she did as well I bet she did yeah yeah because we we did have people say things like how do I get my birth partner to watch it as well he thinks it's not for him and um what would you say to them people um for putting you on the spot absolutely watch it because (laughs) it it really is for for everyone because you're although you're not the one birthing. Uh, you're still very close to the um, action to the process. You know, you're a bit massive part yeah. of it. So, um, close to the <laughs> um, so <laughs> it is absolutely um, and communication. Like if if you're not on the same page, then it adds extra stress and extra anxiety. And you know, because you you're gonna have little arguments and little bickers, and it's just part of it. But uh, if you know you you're on the same page and you want to do the same you know the same plan um it makes it so much easier you know? yeah um, yeah definitely you work as a team working as a team is the, the biggest thing it helps it's not gonna be perfect don't get me wrong but yeah <laughs> it's um but yeah if you yeah. know what jen wants and why she wants it and you can help to support her in that rather than just kind of having an idea of how it's going to be in your head but you know those two ideas being very separate then it just means that everything can go smooth and you can be as a team together yeah, yeah it absolutely. really make a difference well it's been lovely chatting with you um last thing i want to ask before we let you get on with your day is what um if you could bit of advice would you give to people what would you say what do you want to say people that are listening now what do you want to say to them if you've got something kind of you know this is what you should do anything what would you want to say to people um i think mostly is to be patient and kind to yourself because you know bringing a tiny human into the world is um it's probably the most challenging thing you'll ever do but also it's the most joyful thing you'll ever do so um just yeah look after yourself as much as possible uh for you know both the birth and the, the partner and um just you know it's like an amazing thing that you're doing so just yeah be proud of yourself um and don't um don't get down on yourself it's very hard to to always be positive mm-hmm. but um it's seriously amazing so you've got this yes, i love that <laughs> that's the main message <laughs> that's my message to everyone as well you've got this yes 100 percent. um well thank you very much it's been a pleasure and um yeah oh, thank you both. enjoy enjoy having your baby still because because this is your life this is your life now and yeah. it's still, I mean, one day there'll be a toddler and those things are bloody difficult <laughs> yeah i was with um my nephew yesterday and he's running around i'm like oh god yeah <laughs> we'll have to start practicing uh eyes and back of your head yeah sort of once thing. they can um, move that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much well, th- thanks hey. both for everything you do it's amazing oh, um <laughs> and yeah it was lovely to meet you both yeah you too take care thank you bye <laughs> that's us for today we hope you loved this episode we'll be back next week with more birthy goodness in the meantime come and join us on the gram at the birth uprising where we'll be prattling around and talking all things birthing If you want more from us, then check out our digital pack at www.thebirthuprising.com. That'll do.